Welcome back to the 411 Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Larry Zonka, and this is episode six of the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I am again joined by a guest this week. Steve Cook is going to join us, but real quick, make sure to follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Leave us a review, share us around on social media. It would be a great help as we look to grow the show. Steve, how are you this week? Oh, I'm doing fan diddly fantastic, my friend. That's not convincing. That's not convincing. Hype. Get <laughs> hype. Stay hype. Mojo Rally. Remember that guy? Yeah, we'll actually kind of end up talking about him later in the show. Is he wrestling Kurt Angle at WrestleMania? No. Oh, well, close enough, right? He might be wrestling the mirror. There you go. He's been yeah. staring at that mirror for, like, apparently weeks. You know, if Sensational Sherry's holding that mirror, I'd be all about it. Oh, well, yeah, but it's not. It's just Mojo in the mirror. That's a shame. So, <laughs> But, yeah, we're going to kind of do a, uh, kind of like what Jeremy and I did. We're going to do a little bit of a news-heavy show and talk about a lot of the stuff that's going on as, uh, as we build up the WrestleMania. And um, it just got a lot of stuff going on, Steve, and... First of all, we're going to talk about uh, AJ Styles ended up re-signing with WWE, and I think I think most people expected that to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there was some holding out hope that he may want to leave and go to All Elite Wrestling, yeah. but apparently, according to the reports, he uh, he ended up having no interest in that. So AJ staying with WWE, what do you think? It's a great move for AJ Styles. I mean... Uh, they have treated him like a giant since he came in. They've treated him like a like a top-notch professional wrestler. He's been WWE champion how many times and for how many days? It's just uh, he's been treated like a king since he got there. Why would he want to leave? And when you when you watch the Up Up Down Down channel with uh, Xavier Woods and all these guys, you see the video games AJ Styles has. <laughs> Have you? I don't know if you watched it. Have you? Have you ever seen this stuff, Larry? With AJ yeah, Styles, he, the, the video was, game collection. He, he has. was very happy when they went to Japan. Yeah, got a ton of shit. there and collect various video game systems. <laughs> the man is at the point in his life where he wants uh, he wants money. He wants to acquire video games. He also wants to acquire a good living condition for his kids, for his family. So. There's absolutely no surprise that AJ will be with WWE for life. And I like it. I, I, I'm good with all that. I have no issue with that whole situation. I know that some people might be like, oh, well, he could go to All Elite Wrestling and he could work five-star or six-star matches or whatever. But <laughs> no, no, no. Give this man his money. He's worked his ass off for how goddamn 17 years, Larry? At least that? Long time, man. Oh, long fucking time this guy's worked his ass off. He deserves to get paid. And God bless him for doing it. I support 100%. Yeah, AJ's a guy, and like guys like Joe and Daniel Bryan, we, we talked about those guys years ago, Steve. And, you know, they put together a great portfolio on the independent scene, but there comes to a point when y- you need to get paid for all that work. Yep. And, you know, AJ finally made it to WWE. You know, he left TNA. 
He had a really strong run with ROH in New Japan. Comes to WWE, and like I said, he's been treated well. And it's 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 a time in his life where you got to weigh your options. Do you want to be an artist and work with your friends and go to AEW and maybe have a ton of freedom? And like you said, you know, maybe maybe he puts on some better matches. But the maybe, other maybe thing Meltzer is, Meltzer gives him six stars. I don't know. Maybe. But the other thing is, is if you go to AEW, there's going to be a, a higher expectation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and which means AJ is right around forty or whatever. And do you think he really wants to revert back to, you know, like two thousand six AJ Styles and killing himself, or? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to lock into a nice money deal with a billion dollar company that's not going anywhere? Uh-huh. Okay, and that's the other thing. I want AEW to work, okay? And I talked with Jeremy about this last week. I want it to yeah, do yeah. well. I want there to be places for the guys to go. I want there to be because apparently it's causing guys in WWE to get bigger contracts because they yep, don't want yep. people to leave. So if it's gonna help get people paid. If it's going to put out another good product, I'm all for it. But again, you you have to look at reality. AJ Styles is entering the last part of his career. He's talked about retiring by 42, 43. You know, he's had back issues over the years and stuff. So it's like locking a good money deal with a company that, I mean, talk about the cons all you want in their money, but you don't know what they're going to put into AEW. And you don't know what's going to be the line where, they they cut it off if something goes wrong, like like you know the Carters never did unfortunately. And yeah, money in and losing true. money. But you know AJ is at a point he has a wife, he has four kids. Yep. And you know if he can lock in video his games? future and their future and his video games, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah you, you know you gotta gotta fund <laughs> those trips that. to Japan to pick up the Atari Jaguar. And, but yeah, I mean, but God, God bless him, dude. If, it, here's the other thing too. Is he happy? And if he's happy, that's all that matters. He looks happy. It, yeah, and is his wife and family happy? Again, that's all that matters. So now, I think Samoa Joe might argue that Wendy is might <laughs> might not be happy. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Samoa Joe might Wendy. be different. Samoa Joe might be another guy on that WD retirement plan along with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I don't know about all the health situation. I don't know how the wall works. I don't know. Yeah. But again, if AJ's happy. I would love happy, to be on the retirement plan too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> but yeah, if AJ's happy, his family's happy, he's getting paid good coin, good on him. Okay. Goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn good. He, is de- he, er- he has deserved it more than anybody else, honestly. Right? Yeah, then the vast majority for hell yeah. But yeah, because there was all those times, it's like you look back at all the shit he's done, and it's like, you know, it's just I just want to see that guy get paid and be set for life. Yep. You know, so, but I mean. So, you pay him him what he's worth, pay him all he's more than what he's worth, for God's sakes. He He deserves it. Yeah, and it's a smart thing for WWE, too. Because not only do you lock in a talent who you can make an argument that AJ is a step slower and he's not as great as he once was. Yeah, but I, but, I would not. I think he's as great as he once was. And he, but I, I think he's still very good. Plus, you're making sure he doesn't go anywhere else where anybody else can make money. And, you know, that's there's a reason that Vince and WWE are number one and will stay number one. 
It's because they make decisions like that. So you lock I'm, in the AJ you know, Styles. I'm going to say that AJ is not good as he once was. He, but he's as, as once good as he ever was. Is that how that goes? <laughs> Something like that. No, I mean, I, 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 I watch was. But I'm I think good. AJ's Where still man? great. Yeah, but I, I, I he's will great. Say, he really is. Yeah, well, he's also, he's great. He's also a much smarter worker now. But he you, really is. But you can't deny the fact that he, he he's lost a step or so over the last two to three years. Yeah, not well. it, it's nothing that like takes away, but there's just not. I guess a certain snap or Christmas in his work that used to be there, and that's just getting older. It's not I, like he's falling apart. I mean, it's no, just he's not falling yeah. apart. I think Styles and Orton could steal the show here at WrestleMania. Well, I think that depends on how how motivated Randall is. <laughs> I mean, I think so Randall I, is motivated. I think he really is. I hope so because I mean, he's I'm a little hit and miss with Randall at times. Yeah, There's I think Randall people. is a little pissed off. I think Randall, I think Randall is seeing how much more post AJ Styles is much amongst our people. I yeah. think it'll be an interesting match. I hope it's a great match. I want it to be. I mean, I don't want there to be shit on Mania. And but... I think Orton will win, too, who I'm saying. It's very likely, too. It's what it will do, because, you know, whenever it's WWE versus somebody else, WWE wins. That's right. And this whole so... feud is built on WWE versus the Indies. So, you know, WWE is going to win. That's so right. when when Randall Orton pins AJ Styles, don't don't get mad at us. Don't get mad at us. Yeah, the the, the war is still real to Vince. He uh, the Triple H and Sting match. Oh God, oh God, that was the main example of that. Yeah. I you know what? It's like there was a news article today about how uh. Even if Sting would get neck surgery, he'd likely would never be cleared for a match. I'm still really annoyed that they did that <laughs> fucking Triple H match and that they didn't do the fucking easy go, you know, Undertaker you, match. You know what, goddamn? You you know, and I said this when I saw it reported. I saw the headlines about it. Well, Sting would still wrestle if she wanted to wrestle the Undertaker. If he could face the Undertaker, he'd still wrestle. And I know that, goddamn. That sweet Saudi blood money would be out in full force for Sting versus the Undertaker. That's gonna be main friend. That'll be main event for the Saudi shows. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that right now. I'll tell you what, man. If that happens, I mean, full credit to you. But yeah, the uh, the sweet Saudi money will be out there. I'm not watching Saudi Arabian shows. By by the way, I don't watch those shows. Fuck them. Is what I say about that. I'm well, we talk. I'm all being a little political here. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, <laughs> I'm you not know, watching your shows. So. I'll tell you what. It's gonna be interesting to see who goes, because <laughs> Cena and Brian didn't go last time. Yeah, apparently well, Roman Reigns. Apparently Roman Reigns wasn't gonna go. Is that how he caught the cancer? <laughs> I, yeah, think I don't know. You know what Dave Meltzer said. I don't know. I have. No I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see who goes because like Sammy can't go. No, Sammy cannot go. You know, and there's some others. He doesn't want to go. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't want to go, but he can't no. go. But yeah, it'll it'll be really interesting to see who goes, and I'm sure whenever they 
finally announce a sweet Saudi money. Yeah. We'll oh, talk about that. And... Fuck those motherfuckers. Can I say that? I already said that, I guess. Yeah. We're not like regular radiating. So what the hell you want? You know, uh, fuck those motherfuckers. Yeah. That's, that's right. Dougie's making most money these days. All that sweet Saudi blood money. I always yeah. like how every, everybody gets mad at me when I call it sweet Saudi money or whatever. It is like, what it oh, is. So, so you'd rather punish the fans in Saudi Arabia and not oh, let yeah, them have the fans show. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's uh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, we we I, we kind of mentioned uh, how we don't want shit on the WrestleMania card, but we're getting it because yeah, Kurt Angle is going to face Baron Corbin of all people, <laughs> and pretty much everybody shit on. Yeah, as as well they should have, quite frankly. Terrible bullshit. Terrible bullshit, quite frankly. Now, the thing is, is like, from a storyline perspective, it makes sense for them to have it does a make match sense. at some point. storyline perspective, it, it does make sense. But, but here's the thing. Yeah. This is going to be Kurt's apparent last match in WWE. Yep. And you're going to send them out there with the fucking, you know, the the spirit dude from uh fucking like shenanigans and waiting or TGI Fridays. Yeah, TGI Fridays, Apple's, whatever you want to say, that that local restaurant you hang out at. And it's just, and and again, here's the thing. Despite what people like Edge will tell you, <laughs> and and listen, I'm sorry, Edge lost a lot of credit with me when yeah. Yeah. Well, for yeah. two things. I watch NXT and I don't get the big deal with this Osaka chick. <laughs> I don't think she's that good. And then a year later, the motherfucker turned around and was like, Jinder's a good heel and champion. No, <laughs> fuck you, Edge. Listen, I understand that you gotta suck on the Tina McMahon so your wife can get a return run here. But have a little dignity, okay? I'm no, sorry. Yeah. Baron Corbin, not a good professional wrestler. <laughs> In any way, and there's people like you're just not giving him a chance because you didn't <laughs> like him as GM. Because uh, here's here's their defense: he what? did too good job as a heel. No, he tanked the ratings. He was all over the show. He was horrible. He can't talk. Yeah, Fucking yeah. Watcher wrote a column about it. Tried to say that people tr- tend to forget that Baron Corbin had a huge following in NXT. No, he didn't. With who? With who? <laughs> he did not have a big following. And the other defense in this column was that, oh, everybody wants the uh, vet to put over a young up-and-comer on the way out. <laughs> yes, we want Kurt to put someone over if that's the plan. But if you're going to put someone over, put someone over that's, I don't know, good? Good? My wrestling it has a future? Baron Corbin's biggest talent is apparently he's tall. He's tall. He's tall, so he's going to be the next Undertaker. He's going to be the next Kane, for God's sakes. I mean, ugh. It's just, it's, he's not good. I'm sorry. There's. People, I wish he was. I wish yeah. he was good. <laughs> well, fuck, I wish he was good because he's on TV so much. Exactly. I just, there, there are people that are really good at professional wrestling. There are people that are fine at professional wrestling, and there are people that are playing bad at it. And he's one of the guys that's bad. 
The other excuse I see is that, well, yeah. what do you expect? Kurt's old and busted up. He's not going to have a good match anyway. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. He is old. He is busted up. You have to look at Kurt's career. All those years training for the Olympics, the broken neck, the basic wear and tear from Olympic-level training. Then he transitioned to professional wrestling. Then he had alcohol and substance abuse problems, which further broke his body down. Then he continued to have neck issues. So, yes, Kurt is not prime Kurt fucking Angle. But you're telling me that if you put Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin in the ring, that it's going to be as good as Kurt Angle and, say, Finn Balor? Anybody. Anybody. You can throw anybody on there. Finn Balor, he can throw fucking, you know, anybody on them on that and, whole situation. And I'm not saying that like Finn's the guy to do it, but what I'm saying is if I'm if you're gonna put on this last match and you're trying to make a big deal out of it, my goal would be to make Kurt look as good as possible. So that when you look back, you know, you can go, you know, Kurt Angle had a great retirement match. So that when he's doing whatever network special he does he can look back on his last match and go i was really happy with that you know like when rick flair wrestled Shawn michaels at wrestling 24 yeah exactly you know and like you know kurt versus kurt versus cena might not be great but i i'd like to think that they know each other well enough and it's like a full circle moment because cena debuted you can think it worked better yeah yeah Kurt Angle versus Joe would have worked because yep. you play the Americana U.S. title angle plus and the fact the, plus I mean, they, they know each other for, forever back in those TNA days we can't talk about. Yeah. But Can we else talk about this? Yeah. Of course. But yeah, yeah I'm just uh, very disappointed with the Baron Corbin thing. It's, I'm sorry. He's not yeah, good. It's a bad situation. It is a bad situation. I don't know. And I know some people still hoping that John Cena jumps Baron Corbin WrestleMania and takes that position at WrestleMania because he's full of ruthless aggression. Or, you know, even even uh, you can still do the Cena thing, but I'd love for the fact that they rang the bell and Angle just fucking dumped him on his head with a German and tapped him out in like 10 seconds. (laughs) And then Cena comes out and, or, you know, you can have Angle get on the mic and say, you know, I was hoping for a little bit more in my last match. I don't want it yeah. to be over. And so it'd then, be like you know, when Drew Gulak. It'd be like when Drew Gulak show up, show up on NXT and faced uh, what the hell? Like a Hooster Goggin? Who Matt was that guy? Huh? Matt Riddle? No, the guy before him. Drew Gulak be a guy before him, like Hooster got and whatever the fuck his, his name was. Oh, Drew okay. Gulak was like, you know what? I expected a little bit more from this from NXT. And then Matt Riddle came out. And then we had a fucking fantastic match. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe we get a little something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and that would work too. Because it's just, you know, it's, a, again, you're coming full circle with the way Cena debuted. And, you know, the match with Angle and everything. But yeah, just. I'm not expecting a lot out of it, no matter what it ends up being. Yeah. I just hope that it's, I hope that it's good enough that Kurt's happy with it. I'm not because, sure I Kurt mean, was happy with Baron Corbin, quite honestly, based on what I saw on Twitter with people, <laughs> with what he tweeted and what other people would tweet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I want him to go odd happy because you can tell that like, 
like Jeremy and I talked about this, like last year at Mania, you know, he does the match with Triple H, Steph, and Ronda, and he looked good. Yeah. And and then you know he did some part time stuff, and you know at that point I'm thinking to myself, you know what, if they're gonna use Kurt four or five times a year, you can still get a couple years out of him for some big matches. And then as the year went on, unfortunately Kurt is very willing. He still wants to work, but his body's just breaking down. Yeah. So honestly, the company's making a smart move, uh, doing the retirement thing. I know a lot of people are upset about that, but again, WWE is a publicly traded company. You can't have a fucking Olympian breaking his neck or dying in the goddamn ring. No, you can't. No, you can't. But uh, the, the whole thing is it's just against Baron Corbin. It's what a lot of people have a problem with. Yeah. And what I have a problem with, quite frankly, I, I just don't see it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I know there are some other people who are getting pulled from uh, live events with WWE. Well, hang on. We're going to talk about that in one second. But Kurt Angle is actually going to make an appearance on SmackDown this week, Steve. Oh, really? And he is going to face an old TNA opponent in AJ Styles. There um, we go. You know Kurt, what? That's why I've been saying. Yeah. Kurt has gone on record, record several times saying that he feels AJ is one of the very best that not only is he worked with yeah. and one of his favorites, but he yeah. thinks that AJ is one of the best of all time. I'm not so, going to disagree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. I oh, agree with him. Oh, so the I agree with him, man. So the AJ fact that he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm not going to disagree with the man. Yeah. That's right. So the fact that he's going to go ahead and get one more run with AJ on SmackDown is one pretty last cool. match with AJ. And, um, yeah. You know, is now that this only, week on SmackDown? Yes, that's Tuesday. I will make yeah. sure to tune in for that. The only negative reaction I saw to this, and I think is a, a fair point to talk about. I yeah. don't I don't think that it's I don't think that the AJ match is bad, but yeah. a lot of people brought up the fact that, you know, we've seen Kurt and AJ a lot, and while it makes sense, why isn't WWE taking time, even if it's like a ten minute match, to do Kurt and Daniel Bryan? That's a, a very, a very, 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 very point. Very fair point. Because that's a dream match, I would say. Yeah, and that, that's people back in the day, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, or what you want to say versus Kurt Angle. That's a, that's a dream match. It really is. Yeah, Why and that's a that match happen? people wanted for years, and that's that's reportedly what um when uh Paul Heyman back in the day was in talks to possibly take over creative and TNA and. One of his ideas was to sign Daniel Bryan and basically have him yeah, run yeah. through the fucking roster like a berserker and setting up like the big match with Kurt Angle that he's also saw as a dream match. Um, now, again, it is a dream match and it's it's a fair point to anybody that wants to see the match. And I wanted to see the match, but yeah. you're also risking a disappointment factor. And when you look at Kurt and AJ, point, yeah. yeah, you look at Kurt and AJ. They worked enough together that again, even if it's eight to ten minutes, yeah, I yeah. think that they can pull enough out of the bag from their past matches to at least make it enjoyable. And I think that's what they're looking for because the other thing is too is that AJ, I mean, not that Daniel Bryan wouldn't, but you know AJ's gonna take care of Kurt. Absolutely. Yeah. So but um Well, you but, know what? This is <sighs> And I, th I know you'll agree with me on this. This is kind of the failure 
this whole Kurt Angle retirement run is that we decided it was going to happen 28 days before WrestleMania. Because we could have had all these matches with AJ Styles and with Kurt Angle. We could have had Angle face Daniel Bryan. We could have had Angle face Samojo. We could have had a whole lot of retirement matches if we didn't decide this a month in advance. Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's... We could have had a lot of these great matches that could have happened. We could have had... I mean, and you could even give Angle time off between these matches. Or you could have had, like, you know... You could have built up to these like May events on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, where Angle could face AJ Styles on May event of SmackDown, or he could face Daniel Bryan on May event SmackDown. He could face Mia Joe on SmackDown. He could face Roman Reigns on Raw. He could face Seth Rollins on Raw. You could have him go against all these great guys. You could have built this up for over many many weeks, and it worked. But no, it's just like, yeah, you know, we're just going to fucking, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, and that's where they I screw think. screw the pooch on this, uh, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, so I many think great that's... matches with that Kurt Angle here. <laughs> Maybe not great matches, but like matches people, people would want to see these matches. Yeah, the thing is, is like Kurt and Daniel Bryan in 2019 might not be great. It may but not even would, be that people good. People buy it. People want to see yeah. it. But that's the thing. I wanted to see it. You know why? Because I look at it and I go, you know what? Kurt goes in there for 10 minutes with Daniel Bryan. And maybe, maybe, just maybe for that 10 minutes, <coughs> you know, yeah. he, he pulls anyway. some magic yeah. out of the hat. Because, like, you brought up Flair and Michaels. Yeah. I fucking love the Flair-Michaels match. I, know I love that son of a bitch. And the thing is, is not again not only does Sean take care of Rick, he works a very yeah. heavily influenced Ric Flair match. He does. But Sean does his best to try to bring us Ric Flair for one more fucking night. Yep. He did everything in his power, even though that he wasn't prime 1995, 96 yeah. Shawn Michaels, he was still smart enough and knew enough to give us what we wanted. And I, like I said, I love that match. Yeah. And I think it's, that's one of those things that like you do that match and you do the retirement and it's like, it was so good. And now on it, you know, brother needs to make a dollar and apparently Rick was broke and needed to work TNA. <laughs> and we did get the great Jay Lethal segment out of it. That was great. But that was absolutely great. I was watching that the other day. I was watching a video and it like, it came up next and I was like, <laughs> you know, guess her and Black Machismo, Jay Lethal, and David Starr. Oh boy, there's a whole another ball wax there. But yeah, I just, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was as close as he was going to be to Ric Flair for one more night. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it would have been like an epic with Kurt and Brian, but maybe, maybe, maybe just for throw one it out night. there and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I I was curious. I wanted to see. That's why. I, you know, people were always like, because, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Cody in the ring sometimes. Because I think he brings the circus to town way too much. He does. And he I think it takes that. away. I think it You know, takes the Rose away. family likes to do that. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it Cody takes does. Away. They don't like to bring the circus to town. They do. Yeah. But more often than not, for me, it takes away rather than adds to a match. Yeah. And, and then, like, I talked about how last year I was kind of disappointed. 
because he wasn't in the G1 again. And someone's like, well, you shit on half his matches. Why do you want him in the G1? I'm like, yeah. Because I'm like, it might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is like, I may not like some of his matches when he does that shit, but I wanted to see Cody in the G1. I want to see Cody and yeah. Okada, Cody and, or oh, I've seen that, but I want to see Cody and Tanahashi, Cody and Ishii. I just, I got to know. Yeah. I got to know if Cody can work that schedule yep. and if he can put on those matches with those guys. It's a curiosity factor for me. Damn right. You know, right and the is. thing is, is like, because when he doesn't rely on the theatrics as much, he's had some really quality stuff. Really Last has. year when they were building up to the, um, they were doing the whole elite stuff with Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Sure. Stuff. They had some really great stuff on the Honor United tour that I loved. And that was Cody doing story-heavy stuff. But yep. he wasn't bringing the circus to town. He wasn't bringing Brandy out. They were doing just a ton of good storytelling and wrestling, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Cody yeah, knows what he's doing there, too. He's, oh, yeah. he's And that's the other thing. People say, like, I'm always down on him. I have never once said anything bad about him as a businessman. He knows that what he's doing. fucker has been smart. Again, I've said it numerous times. When he got his release and he did that list gimmick, he yep. got a ton of publicity. Oh, God, and, yeah. And then he made all kind of deals with promoters. Like yep. when he were in California, he would work a two- or three-day swing. He uh -huh. would work a deal, knock his booking price down because they would all go in and pay for his travel, and he picked uh. up a shit ton of bookings. Smart man. Smart yeah. man. He wasn't like Ryback trying to charge like five grand. A <laughs> and Ryback's worked like 30 matches since he left WWE. That's more than I would have expected, quite frankly. He's done more podcasting than wrestling matches. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. I'm yeah, sure it's true. Um, I'm sure it's true. But yeah, but speaking of, of Cody and uh, possible all elite wrestling stuff. Yeah. Uh, Started to talk about this earlier. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson have obviously the news was up. They yes, reportedly sir. turned down a contract renewal with WWE, and um, apparently they have been taken off live events going forward. Steve. Yeah, taken off live events going forward. Feeling speculation might be other way. The company uh, they turned out a five-year contract extension. Wow, that that been a long extension. Like I mean, five years. Sounds long, right? Yeah, it does. And they're waiting to see the lessening. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I am a big a, a fan of Carl Anderson as there is because I saw that man may have had a flea market when I was... <laughs> you know that I saw Carl Anderson may have had a flea market in Florence, Kentucky back in the day. You know, I, I, I told you about that, right? That's right. I do remember this. You remember this. I saw this man Maven Flea Market. He Maven, and now he became the main guy with New Japan, Luke Rouse, a lot of stuff going on. I always thought, I hate to say this, they got signed because AJ Styles, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got signed because of AJ Styles. And... Once they signed AJ Styles, they had no plans for these guys going forward, pretty much, right? Right, right. So they can go wherever they want to go at this point. Is what I, what I see going on. 
That's why I see. I mean, they're not the club anymore. They're not the Balor club. They're just guys kind of hanging on. And I, I'm not hating on these guys. I think Gals and Ayers, I think they're great workers. But they're tag team guys. We all know how tag teams fare in the Dewey. It's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, tag team, eh. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any of this, quite frankly. I'm just yeah, not I'm, surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm, not surprised. I'm honestly just, uh, I'm disappointed because it's like, my thing is, is like, yeah, even if he signed them because it was AJ, you were trying to get. The thing is, is you had them there. They had history with AJ. They had history with Balor. And then you just pretty much opted to do dick with them. They could have been uh, the, the, the club. They could have been the Bauer club. But no, you just like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. You know, they didn't care. They did not care. So I hope that these guys get out of their contracts. And I hope they get signed by AW, whoever. I hope they get some money. Yeah, I, I, that's the they're thing. good guys. Like, I I like both those guys. Yeah, I hope that, I, I hope they get I get I hope they get a lot of money. I hope that whatever decision they make, they end up being happy. And again, hope they get paid. Um, you know, the only, I'm I'm slightly I'm a little surprised that Carl at his age is thinking about walking away because he that's is a fair a, point. Fair point. Um, just, yeah. just for you know the job security thing, like we talked about yeah. with AJ. With AJ, and, yeah, and I he understand. has he has several kids and he a does. hot Asian wife. With a hot Asian wife. Let's not. Someone got mad when I wrote that once in a news story. I'm like, I'm like, he talks about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, Carl would agree with you on that. Uh, Carl would <laughs> say he's got a hot Asian wife. So no, yeah. yeah, there's no reason to disagree with that. <laughs> he's just a good brother putting his wife over. Damn I mean, right. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, again, it, to me, it comes down to happiness. Now, maybe Carl has made more money than I know about, and maybe again, so. and maybe it's a it's an artistic thing. Maybe maybe he and Gallagher are like, you know what? Fuck it, we're not being used. Makes Our sense. boys are over here telling us that, you know, we'll get some freedom and we'll get some run, and you know, maybe they make the jump. And again, if they're happy. And they're making the money they're happy with. It's all that matters to me. I think yeah. that just, again, I look at it as a lost opportunity for WWE. It is. It really is. Because I think you missed out on a, you could have done a Styles Balor program with those guys kind of in the middle. Seriously. I mean, how, yeah, that's a, that's main question right there. Like, how do you miss out on the, on, you had a Styles Balor match at uh, that one forgotten pay-per-view back in the day and those guys were torn between uh between aj and between finn so you could have worked that you could have worked that for what it was worth and they didn't do it they didn't do it because uh, i don't know why they didn't why they didn't do it i think it kind of goes back to your point though that you know once they had him in and they had aj locked up it was like they well care. they're just they're, yeah. they're live yeah. event bodies maybe so. now maybe yeah. so in my opinion, I'm never going to say that they were a. There were times where they showed greatness, but they were not an overall great tag team. They had times to where they had some lackluster matches. Yeah. But again, I think that just WWE's overall look at tag team wrestling 
and the fact that they didn't okay, utilize okay. these guys again missed opportunity that you know you could have done more instead of just having them be random dudes that popped up you know bitching about being stuck in catering and then got a couple weeks on tv you know how many great tag teams that do he has like i mean tw- these guys the revival the new day the usos <sighs> How funny is it that right ah! now, right? hang on. Ah! How funny is it right now that Sawyer Fulton, the former Sanity member, is getting more TV time than the rest of Sanity? Ah! <laughs> Where's Eric Young? Is Eric Young with with his production program? Where is he at? I don't know. Uh, I saw a photo last night. Him and Dane were working a tag match at a live event, but yeah. Oh, was that live event down uh, fucking Poughkeepsie, uh, Florida? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, I, I would yeah. joke say they were working the coconut loop for NXT, but fuck, at least they'd be working. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Terrible. But uh, kind of sticking with the AEW stuff. Uh, Carl gets paid, so I'm saying. God yeah, bless. I do Get too. Paid. Get paid where you want to go. The good brother Luke, got tape and got abs. Too. They're good guys. They're good guys. Pay, the man. Pay him wherever they go. Yeah. But uh, sticking with the uh, all elite wrestling stuff, apparently Jim Ross revealed this week that he's had talks with the company. <laughs> good old Jr. Bowling ugly if you will, Daddy. Yeah. I hope the fuck that they don't hire him. Well, I mean, he has certain, I mean, he was the talent relations person during the best period in WWE history, right? Well, here's the thing, though. Do you really need a talent relations guru when, you know, Cody and the (laughs) Bucks, Kenny Omega, I mean, they're hunting the indies and they're bringing their friends in and stuff. I mean, it's like. Do you really need a Jim Ross in that role in 2019? No, probably not. Probably not. Because, I, I mean, I, if you look at his commentary on the New Japan stuff, first of all, it's horrible. Second yeah. of all, he doesn't know who half the fucking guys are. Like, there's, like, ROH guys, and he's always talking about, like, he watches ROH TV, and then, like, SoCal Uncensored comes out, and he's like, look at this youngster in the front, and it's like, it's Christopher Daniels, Jim. He's almost as old as you. Yeah, Christopher Daniels is uh, like as old as Jim Ross. It is, for God's sakes. And I'm not dogging on Christopher Daniels. No, we're not. Found, that motherfucker found the mountain. He, uh, You're really found the man. somewhere. Christopher because Daniels I don't know how man. he. Yeah, I don't know how he was still working the last couple of years at the level he was working at. He's a. I mean, Daniels a fantastic man. I I will say right now that since I followed Tracy Brooks on Twitter, happy birthday, Christopher Daniels. It's his birthday. He's got to be like 55 years old or something, for God's sakes. And old remember, man. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the, the uh, Joe and Punk shoot interview when they were talking about Daniels? Oh, yeah. OMD. Wrestling school, he forgot his sandals. Daniels. He was wrestling. He had the sandals when he's. When he's training us, OMD. Ugh. Because Daniels did a lot of favors to a lot of these guys in that time period, whether it was Joe and Punk, whether it was AJ Styles. Any of those guys, Daniels did a lot of favors to those guys. Well, the other thing, too, is a lot of people don't don't understand or don't know about is that yeah. 
Daniels is really the guy that you should give credit for for AJ Styles getting signed to TNA. Oh, really? Yeah. They yes, they worked yes. the NWA anniversary show. Yes. They had been they working had around the country. Yes. And Jarrett and Bob Ryder were there. And yeah, like they, they had remembered AJ from WCW. And then they saw him work Daniels and were like, holy shit. Because uh, because Daniels put that guy over like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I mean, exactly. It's it's one of those things. I mean, and Christopher Daniels, we wish him a, a happy birthday. He had, he made this whole generation, didn't he? Punk, I mean, Joe, Daniels. In a, a way, guys. he helped so many of those guys out. And you were bringing up like the stories and stuff. And on this interview we're talking about is a Samoa Joe and CM Punk. They were talking about just about how how giving Daniels was. He like, would get them to shows, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, Joe talked about there was a time he was stranded because his plane got canceled. Yeah. And he called up Daniels. And Daniels, they used to have this gimmick back in the day. It was like a book that had like all the flights listed around the country. Yeah. And Daniels fucking found him a flight and then paid for it with his own credit card. He did. Because he knew Joe got over there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just, so, you hear stuff like that, and it's just like, you know, he's a good dude, a great wrestler. I still think that what what still pisses me off is there was a time late in his TNA run yeah. where they had a perfect chance to put the title on him. Yeah. And it was when they were going to England because Jeff Hardy couldn't go. Yeah. And they built, up, they built up a really strong angle. He challenged for the title and ended up losing. And then there was like five weeks of TV without a champion because Jeff couldn't get to the UK. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah, it would have been a transitional much. run. Yeah. You could have had him lose it right back. But the fact is, that was a dude that he always got fucking boned in TNA. He like did. when he was supposed to get that big push versus Sting. And Sting was cool with putting them over. Sting would have been fine with that, yeah. And he then they go to them before the match and they tell Sting, like, nine minutes, you're going over clean with your finish. <laughs> and Sting was like, but I thought Daniels was... And they were like, no, we changed no, no, my mind. No, 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 Yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah, I, I always hated that. But, uh, yeah, Christopher Daniels good, dude. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Fucking Jim Ross. I And don't get me wrong, I used to love Jim Ross. We I all did. Prime we all Jim loved Ross. Jim Ross. Prime Jim Ross is one of, if not the greatest announcers of all time. I would say that Prime Jim Ross was the greatest announcer of all time. I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, it's just because there was there was no one that not only sold the big moment, but just yeah. little things like going off the air, the go home show for a pay per view, <laughs> and Jim Ross was fired the fuck up, you know? Yep. And, it made you like, God damn, I, I can't wait for Sunday. That's right. And now you, you got so Michael Cole going, make sure to join us Sunday night when the big dog and the boss <laughs> are in action. And we should be like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what? I, I've actually I've actually been forgiving with the big dog thing because Roman got better. I'll accept the big yeah, dog yeah. thing. But like, I can absolutely not stand. It's boss time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh god, it's boss time. But I'll, I'll accept the big dog because Roman got better, and that <laughs> that made me happy. <laughs> but yeah, it's and I I here's the thing. 
I have to live up to that because I wrote it when I wrote a column about Roman when the diagnosis came out. I even said that I would put up with Michael Cole doing the big dog gimmick 20 times a show if Roman got <laughs> help. So I will stick to that. But the rest of it fucking earpiece drivel bullshit just drives me insane. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about all that. I don't know what to say, quite frankly. I'm all for Jim Ross finding work, but not with companies I have to watch all the time. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's like, oh, God. Good old JR. I don't know. I would much rather see, um, you know, Excalibur get the shot with someone <laughs> else, maybe, because it's a, that dude's entertaining, and I I think it's, you know, we talk about it's nice to see guys get a shot eventually. And I feel like that, you know, he worked all in. He's worked a couple of Japan tours now. And I think it might be the time for him to start breaking out. And I think that's that's good for him because he's fucking entertaining. Damn right. About time yeah. for Excalibur. And we we see it's about time that Deji has moved its global heart headquarters to a new location in Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, Titan Towers getting moved aside for a new location. Do you know anything about this, Larry? Yeah, what's funny is there's a lot of people like, well, I don't see why this is such big news. It's like, you know, the Titan Towers has been the home of the company forever. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's a big move for them. But apparently the big thing is, is they're leasing a new space that's going to allow them to have everything together. Because right now, Production is off-site for things. And basically, they're going to be putting everything in the one one big structure. And it's going to be much easier for everybody to work on projects and everything. And it's just, it's a, it's a sign of the times that, like, the company is still growing. It's still getting bigger. Yeah, don't worry about that, dollar TV it's deal. Still getting bigger. Still getting bigger. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, it makes sense. And, um... Yeah, it it is kind of like a it's it feels like a weird move just for the fact that they're moving out of the home that most of us know knew is just the company's home forever. Titan Towers. Which Girl, is funny. Towers. Yeah, it's a funny name because it's not exactly a tower. It looks more like <laughs> a box. It's not overly Pepper tall. Is. But like, you know, Vince can't call it like the Titan Box. But he has a giant T-Rex skull on his wall, so. <laughs> he might have to die box, I don't know. But I also know that, uh, you know, you know I'm a Louisville guy, Larry Zonka. You are. I'm a Louisville guy. I went to the University of Louisville. I was down there back in the day when the Ohio Valley Wrestling was a big deal. Remember High Valley Wrestling? Remember that? I do. I used to get it's the videos. A, oh, it's a big thing back in the day when I first came down there. And it did not become a big thing. But I know that Impact Wrestling, your promotion, that they've entered an agreement to have a High Valley Wrestling be a official development and terrain territory for promotion with Al Snow. Al Snow is a guy that has been there for years. Going to train these guys. Going to do some things. So Larry Zonka, how do you feel about that? Um, I think it's smart. They had a relationship with them years ago, but it got dropped because 
basically Danny Davis fucking wanted paid and Dixie Carter couldn't pay him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so he basically there you go. Because like they had guys like yeah, Jesse Goddard and some other people. And they're like, oh fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But um, like guys like Jesse Goddard and stuff when he was getting in and some others worked out in OVW and just um, yeah, it was gonna be their developmental, which. You know, if you're going to try to the United Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like, if you're going to try to actually develop your own talent and not just sign people off the scene, you know, you need something in OVW, even though it's under different ownership has a proven track record. Yep. So, and you know, you can, yeah. And the thing is, is you can be a, you can not like Al Snow all you want, but I mean, (laughs) I mean, you're, I don't like the rest of it. Not like Al Snow. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Al is apparently, I don't know, I've heard people say he's a pretty good trainer. That's what they think, say. That's what Dan I've heard. Severin I don't will know. tell you. The, the beast Dan Severn will tell you that Al Snow is a pretty good trainer. There you go. There but, you um, go. It'll be interesting to see, because I, I know they did like a, a one night only show with OVW recently. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see who they try to pick up and who they send there. And if it's actually going to work out this time, you know, hopefully the money thing doesn't get in the way, but yeah, I, um, I am all for any time you're trying to develop talent, improve talent. And the other thing is if you have guys locked into even like part-time contracts and can't get them on TV all the time, you know, yeah. go with the OBW shows, get some fucking ring time. in, Please. Send the goddamn Desi Hit Squad there for about five years. <laughs> for five years, preferably. At least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least five years. But uh, Larry Zonka, I know you're a big fan of Ohio Valley Wrestling, as far as the uh, as far as all that stuff goes. And I did a little column for the uh, thechairshot.com on various wrestling tournaments. What was your favorite wrestling tournament of all time? Um, and you go to Japan, you go wherever you want. Like, uh, I mean, what's your favorite wrestling tournament of all time? It's probably one of the G ones within the last yeah. years, honestly. Just because, like, now again, you know, the story is involved and everything too. But over the last four years, there's just been an insane collection of great wrestling within that like months time. There has the last four years or so, and I, I enjoy the shit out of the G ones. Um, New Japan Cup was really good this year. Uh, I, I not like yeah. all time great or anything, but I thought it was really strong tournament, expanded field. Guys like Cole Cabana getting a shot and doing well. If he had um, won, I would say yeah, I'd say Cole. I love Cole Cabana. You know I do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was happy for Cole because. You know, he's worked a lot in Japan, but he hasn't got to work New Japan. Yeah. So, you know, he finally got in there with the ROH relationship, and he did well for himself, got over. The the crowds fucking loved him and Yano because they did a bunch of tag <laughs> matches and stuff as they built their match. Oh. And just, you know, it was fun. It's not a great match or anything, but it's just, it was fun. And Colt got over, and um, just, yeah, it's stuff like that. It was interesting uh, to see the... uh former WWE talent, Mikey Nichols over there. Uh, yeah. You remember chaos and oh, yeah. you know, he looked pretty good overall. And it's, it'll be interesting to see 
how they're going to use and push him going forward. But um, he got a shot, and it's a yeah. I you know I enjoy stuff like that. Everybody's like, well, I don't know about expanding it to thirty two. It's it's going to feel long and blah blah blah. Mm. The thing is, is like it didn't really feel long because after the first two days. All they were doing were like two matches a day. <laughs> and that was under an hour. So it's like you can pop in and just watch the tournament matches. And that's like the yeah. G1 shows I tell everybody. It's like, listen, the undercards do a nice job of setting up the tournament matches for the next show. But you don't have to watch them. You know, there are a bunch of big yeah, tag yeah. matches. If you're going to watch G1, I always say you watch the four or five G1 matches a night. Because that's enough time. You're going to put in two hours there. You don't yeah. need to do another hour and a half to watch tag matches and feel burnt out unless, you know, you have to do it for work. You know, <laughs> and, and even I don't watch all of them. It's just yeah. I, I focus on the G1 stuff because that's what the people want to read about during that season. That's right. But yeah, um, wrestling tournaments are a ton of fun. Um, I, I, I try to check out Battle of Los Angeles when I can. I still yeah. try to check out like King of Trios when I can from oh, bar and stuff. You know, I wish I had included King of Trios tournament because those are fucking fantastic. What, yeah. what's, what's always fun about King of Trios is when you just some of the the teams they put together. Yeah, like you know they put together like the uh, the other year they did uh Mickey James and Victoria and like Jazz. They did like yeah. like team like Attitude Era or whatever, but like. And that was right before Mickey James got re-signed by the company yep. and had Oscar match, and she was really good that weekend. And I had I had noted that like you know if Impact or WWE doesn't try to pick her back up, I'm like it's it's a mistake. She looks fantastic. She's going pretty she looks soon, good. yeah. You know, and it's just, but yeah, it's just I always like it's it's always kind of cool to see what like outside teams they bring in. Like last couple years, they did the um, some of the Joshi teams, and they had British Strong Style. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a weird yet really fun collection of talent every year, and it's just one of those things that it's fun, you know, especially if you like tag team wrestling. Which we do. Exactly. We like it, whether people do or not. We don't know, but we don't care. Well, I mean, I just a lot of that is me growing up on the NWA product, man. Yeah. Because, the Crockett you know, Cup. Yeah, the Crockett Cup, but like. You know, watching because like it, there was like a, a late night syndicated. I always watched. It came on at like eleven, eleven thirty, <laughs> and um, you know, it's just shit like watching the Rock and Rolls versus uh Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah. just stuff stuff like that. And I remember when um, I remember when the fucking sheep herders were brought in. Yeah, and, you know they they were supposed to have a match with the Rock and Rolls and it. It ended up in a big schmoz and DQ, and I just at first I remember looking at these dudes. I'm like, not like the rock and rolls were giants, but like, look at these little short motherfuckers. You know? And but like, you have to remember, this wasn't the bushwhackers. This was the yeah. fucking sheep herders, the sheep and herders, these right. these bastards were doing blood feuds with like the Fantastics and they shit. They were, yeah. and they were just like assaulting the goddamn rock and roll express. And oh like, god, oh good stuff. But yeah, it's oh. just. Grew up on the tag team stuff, you know, Arn and Tolly, Arn and Oli, just yeah. all that. I watched so much of that stuff, and I think that's really why, like, when I started watching WWF, that it was like I gravitated to, like, the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation stuff just because I liked the tag team stuff. Like, I was 
I've always said this, and everybody thinks it's like a trying to be too cool for school thing, but I was never a big Hogan guy. You know, I watched the NWA. Why he, would you be? Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Is like Ric Flair to me was, even before he came there, that's he right. was the real world champion for, to me. You know, God he had the big right. belt and, you know, just, yeah, I just, you know, it was a personal preference thing. But, yeah, man, it's just, um, yeah, so, again, King of Trios is something that if you really like tag wrestling can be a lot of fun if you never watched it. I recommend that. Battle of Los Angeles, um, you're going to see great wrestling, and you're also going to see a lot of the guys that, if you don't know a lot of the guys yeah. there, they, They're probably a lot of the, the next guys guys made the tournament on. made into WWE later on. Yeah, pretty much. But these are the guys. guys in there. Yeah. yeah, if you don't know them now, you're going to start noticing them. A couple You'll years. You'll see from... them in WWE or NXT or what the fuck ever. Yeah. I mean, pretty much it's like, you know, it's like, um, you know, Jungle Boy was working the California Indies. He got his yeah. PG shot, and then AEW snatched him up right away. Yeah. There was word that WWE was looking into them, and but yeah, it's just PWG is one of those places that, again, if you don't know someone, you're probably going to in a couple years. Yep, and Good that's that's time. that's pretty. That's going to be one of the legacies of that company, I think. It really is because it's the weird thing with PWG is that, uh, you know, they they were smart enough to figure out that, you know, we can't work the we can't book these guys all the time but we can book these guys some of the time and we we can book these guys on pay-per-view or dvd or whatever they they book these guys when they can and when they don't it's a it's a weird situation can i say the weird weird situation and when they book them they can and uh, that's weird I have the AAF in the background, Steve Cook, and Jonathan Manziel has checked into the game. Oh, my God. For yeah, he, uh, he ended up running on first down, picked up about five. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he probably would have. Yeah. I, I was waiting. I'm like, I'm like, if this dude throws an interception, it gets sacked on the first play. <laughs> I'm just going to start laughing so hard. But, uh, oh, gosh. To kind of close up things, Steve, uh, had a big retirement news today, yeah, which does have something to do slightly with wrestling. Yeah, New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement today. I'm just saying if he booked his retirement for on uh, April 20th or on uh, June 9th, it would have been more fitting with uh, 420 or 69, am I right? Yeah. For Gronk, yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah, it would been, been more fitting. That's all I'm saying about that. I don't know. But that man, uh, he is a fantastic tight end when he is uh, in his prime, when he's working the business. And I would say that uh, he could be a future professional wrestler. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, yeah there, there's lots of rumors that he's been, you know, he's friends with Mojo Rawley. And, um, oh yeah, that could help. Yeah, Major's been doing a lot of things lately. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk that he could, um, he could do maybe action movies or think about a career in wrestling. So action, I could see him doing action movies, honestly. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a he could kind of be like a Howie Long. Oh yeah, I could. 
Because how, how long doing uh, NFL box Sunday? Yeah, but he used to do some uh, small parts and action stuff too. Okay. Yeah, he was in uh, like Broken Arrow with John Travolta and Christian Slater and some other stuff. Okay. Yeah, because he he looks like, you know, for lack of a better term, term with the haircut and everything, he looks like a, a meathead marine. He does. You know, so I mean, yeah. you know, so he got some decent bit roles and stuff. But yeah, it'll be interesting because I know WWE really wanted him to to do something with Mojo, and they did with that Mojo out. and with Pat McAfee, oh, with Pat McAfee, that fucking guy, you big Pat McAfee guy. I'm not. no. Uh, I I think he's no good. He can fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I just don't think. I I don't think I didn't even really like him when he appeared on like regular sports radio. No, but he wants to be on WWE sports radio. He wants to be WWE, and we got all these guys coming like, oh, Ben McAfee's a good guy. No, he's not. Fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, I I always like the flavor of the month uh, thing. Because, yeah, he comes in and all of a sudden there's these guys like, he's been so good on the NXT pre-shows. Like, like no, he hasn't. He's been fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, Sam Roberts was better than he was, for God's sakes. Come on now. <laughs> I would thing, rather watch Sam Roberts on his shows. God damn. The thing that kills me is, like, when you have Sam Roberts and Pete Rosenberg together. Oh, God. It's like, that is like such a, a corner oh, douche at the table. Ugh. It's like Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, for God's sakes. Are you kidding me? I just, I, just, I, I don't, I try not to watch the talking segments of the pre-shows. No, there's no reason. Just to generally it. bad. It really is. I think it want, they want it to be bad because they want us to. They want everybody to think that everybody talks about wrestling has to be full of shit. Now they're fucking ass, right? I guess, man. I just. They want us. They want those people to think that we all know, don't know what we're talking about. I'm like, oh, mom, mom, mom. We all sound like Pat McAfee, like, oh, whoa, whoa, I want to rape a 12 year old, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> I always love when um, it was one of the panels, Samoa Joe came out, and I thought he was going to commit homicide <laughs> on uh, Sam Roberts. <laughs> Just he was like staring him down. Oh, good like, time. Yeah, and he, he was like, why would you ask such a stupid question? And Sam was like, uh, uh, uh. So, when you just agree, Samoa Joe's so fucking fantastic. He is. Oh my like God. I said before, dude, if, if you could take what Joe yeah. has blossomed into as a promo guy now yeah. and put it into that ROH title run. Seriously, he would have been a fucking main event guy forever. I know. Forever. But yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, Joe just again a great guy. But yeah, do you uh do you think in the next year Rob Gronkowski works an angle or a match for WWE Steve? Oh yeah. Uh yeah, he does. He yeah. does. At one point or another with somebody or something. I think he does something. Maybe by it'll be, slam. It'll be interesting to see if they just try to use him as a name or if they actually try to use him to get Fucking mojo over. No, I don't think they will. Well, I, I hope ever given up on the Joe at this point. I I think everybody's still. I think it should yeah. be sailed at that point. I'm, I'm sure Mojo is a really nice guy and all, but he's, I don't. I don't hate the guy. I don't yeah. hate the guy at all. 
I just I don't think, think it's good for there. I think a ship has sailed on Mojo Rally. And I think that they'll use Gronk on something. I don't know what. But something. So you're saying uh, possibly SummerSlam, you think? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see Cincinnati will kick his ass. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, if they go ahead and bring him in. I do think there is a very good possibility just because they wanted him a couple years ago and he is done now and has uh, no restrictions on him other than how much he's going to want to get paid. But but again, WWE money yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they got that billion dollar deal. They don't give a shit. Yeah, apparently not. Start the Vince is gonna walk into his office with one of those fucking guns they take to the stripper clubs and <laughs> just start shooting hundreds at him. There you go. We need you, Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. Seriously, he's just gonna. It'll be. Uh, I just. I don't know. I, I hope they bring him in. I hope he's good. I have no <laughs> hope for anything. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Well, no, I don't know. If it doesn't he's matter. It doesn't but matter. I, I hope he is because it's like, you know, you look at the past and like someone that a lot of people forget about is like fucking Kevin Green. Remember him? Ah, yes. I Kevin do. Green was actually really good for like almost no training. He could have been. Could have been. So, um, hopefully, um, hopefully, Mondo McNichol, Mondo McNichol. That's the funny thing is Mondo was working, Mondo was working full time, was with the horseman, and Kevin (laughs) Green was a better worker than him. He really was. Worked like (laughs) five or six matches. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Both Hall of Famers, I suppose, but, uh, Green's a better sack master, if you will, so. Good times. That's right. Well, Steve Cook, I do want to thank you for joining me for a second week in a row. I thank you for having me, quite frankly. But uh, you know what I got to say? I did I did a column for ChairShot.com about the favorite wrestling tournaments of all time. What's your favorite wrestling tournament of all time? We talked about that already. Did we? Yeah. I said it's one of the G1s from the last couple of years. One of the G1s from the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm kind of undecided because there was like 2000, I think it was 14, was like a. That was like the first year I really covered it heavily. And I which was, year? Okay, which one was the one with Styles versus Suzuki? I think that it was 2014, yeah. That's the greatest fucking match. I love that fucking match. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that was also the. Uh, that was the tournament that AJ was fucking having like four star matches with everybody, including Lance Archer. That was a greatest match. That is greatest tournament right there. I'll I'll put that over right there because yeah. that match was Dal Suzuki. It's pretty much Suzuki trying to like prove Styles. Like he's like yeah, slap him over, slap him, slap him, and that's how AJ put himself over. He's like I'm the fucking man, right? Yeah, it was. That was really, really good. And that's that's the thing. Is like There are still some people that look back on AJ's New Japan run like, well, I don't yeah. think he was that great, Dorian. I'm like, what the fuck were you watching? Exactly. Because that was the match uh, That was the match right there where Suzuki was like, okay, prove yourself. And AJ proved yeah. himself right there. And but that's yeah, like, fucking fantastic. I always laugh when people say he didn't have that great a New Japan run. 
when Tanahashi has repeatedly said when asked that he yeah. thinks that AJ is one of his greatest opponents and one of the best people he's ever worked. Yeah. And if, if, if the ace is putting that kind of praise on you, I mean. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was one of the things right there. That was, oh, that Styles versus Suzuki match. Oh. Yeah. And and yeah. not to like sound like I was totally dogging on Lance Archer, but that no. was a time to where he just Lance Archer was just a tag dude, and he wasn't known for having quality singles matches. And he went in with a hurt ankle, yeah. and him and AJ put on a great match. Yeah. And then he, he had a great match this year with Will Ospreay in the New Japan Cup too. Oh boy, it, yeah. it was really good to, just because they they played the size difference extremely smartly. Mm. It just it made sense and everything and. Archer looked like a beast when he needed to. <laughs> and just, yeah, really good stuff. Osprey selling was great. And, yeah, good stuff. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I like a lot of the, the, the Japan tournament stuff. The G1s, I, I get amped up for the G1. It's a, it's a fucking grind and a half. Uh, a lot of early mornings and everything. But I yeah. just I enjoy the shit out of it because I know I'm in for about a month of great wrestling. There you go. So. But uh, Steve Cook, we will talk again soon. I want to thank everybody for listening. Remember, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and follow us. Leave us a review, which we would really appreciate as we try to help the shows grow. And until next time, I'm Larry Zonka, and Steve Cook is uh, the guest today, and he's checking out to probably go right about Kurt Angle's greatest WrestleMania match.